Hey, this is Chris, and welcome to the Warfuck Anxiety Podcast. Hope you're well. It's summer up here in the Northern Hemisphere, which is always a nice time of year. Uh, but wherever you are, hope you're uh, doing okay. Today we are looking at fear of public transport. And this is a really common one, things like getting on the bus, getting on the train, using an underground system if your city has one of those. Um, not not so much things like planes and taxis today, but uh, mostly I think the big three are bus, train, tube, underground, that kind of thing. So let's let's talk about that and how you can maybe feel a bit better when you're using these things because it's it's a really common problem and a lot of people find that they struggle with this and I think the thing that most of us are afraid of is having a panic attack while on some kind of public transport and kind of being trapped on there and not being able to get get off get away from the situation because Obviously, if you're on a train between stops, there's not much you can do about that, which is scary. And and there's other reasons as well. It's perhaps a confined space. You might have to interact with strangers if someone tries to talk to you or if you're on a bus and you've got to buy a ticket. Uh, But I I think the the fear of being trapped and having that panic attack is probably what, what scares most people. But we'll look at a range of things you can do to try and make yourself feel a bit better and give yourself some more confidence there. And and it's worth spending the time on because if if you don't use public transport it's it's difficult, right? Like there's it makes it more difficult to get around. Maybe you're trapped in your in your hometown or your city because you just you can't find the strength to, to go out and use something like public transport or maybe you have to run a car and that's really expensive and you don't really need a car and it's costing you thousands of pounds a year but you you feel like you've no other option you can't use public transport and even if you do have a car sometimes it's way more convenient easier cheaper to take a different method or maybe all your friends are getting the train or the bus and you can't do that because you just can't manage the public transport there's loads of reasons why it can interfere with our lives and really have a negative effect and we want to be able to conquer those so here's a few strategies that can help us do that and the first thing that i want to look at is coping mechanisms so this is if you can kind of do it but you it just feels so horrible that you don't want to do it. What are the short-term strategies that can help you get through them? One is distraction, which um, I, I always I always hear my therapist telling me off when I tell people to distract themselves because distraction isn't something that's really going to reduce your anxiety in the long term because you want to be focused on the situation to see that you don't, the horrible things don't happen and that it's okay. But that's only if you're really working through a structured program of therapy. If actually all you want to do is get the thing done, then distraction is really useful for doing that. So by that I mean, uh, you know, have some music on, do some reading if you can read. Reading's not not a great distraction for me. Playing video games. I think if you can get a little game on your phone or if you've got a tablet, take a tablet, do that. Um, Or even just have a conversation. Whatever it is that takes your mind off the anxiety. 
then then that's worth doing. There's a, a distraction hierarchy. I think it might be on the blog, or it's definitely in it's definitely in the, uh, my book Technical Anxiety. There's a whole section on distraction and what works and what doesn't. So check that out if you're try to distract yourself, but find that it doesn't really work for you. You haven't found anything super effective. Also, uh, speaking of friends, take a friend. That's that's a great way to do it. Uh, whether it's you know just someone you trust, a friend, uh, or a family member, um, you know sometimes if I'm in a real anxiety-provoking situation, I like to take my wife, hold her hand like a, a small child, and it, it works really well for me having someone there to comfort you, especially if you can prep them in advance. So if it's having a panic attack you're worried about and you just need someone to help you and calm you down if that happens, then it, yeah, it's worth asking them if they'll come along. And you you can just plan a trip with them that happens to involve public transport, or you can specifically say to them, look, I'm really struggling with public transport. I want to just get some practice in. Will you come along? We'll just take the bus out and get the bus back and just ride around on it for a while. And if I have a panic attack, here's how to help me and here's how to calm me down and so I I mean personally I find having someone there really supportive depending on who it is you may not but if you do then that's a really some really useful coping mechanism again um, you could also speak to your GP and talk about medication uh, as a short-term coping strategy that's that's more one I would recommend for flights uh, but you could also use it on more local public transport if that works for you as well. Okay, so a uh, few coping mechanisms there. Also, there's some ways that we can just make it easier on ourselves. So a few strategies to ju- just lessen the anxiety. Uh, one is, of course, avoid the rush hour. Uh, make sure you're using public transport when it's not that busy because... You know, if you don't like being crammed into a small space with loads of other people, then uh, you're going to find the train uncomfortable any time. But if you go, you know, you try the London Underground at rush hour, where there's you're literally packed. I would use the term packed in like cattle, but uh, it's it's a kind of a, a well-known joke in the, in the UK that you couldn't legally pack cattle in the way we pack people into the underground. That's and and. I, I say it's a joke, but it's completely true. Like you d- the laws for animal welfare would not allow you to do what we do on the London Underground. So obviously, if you want to, you know, have a non non anxious time, then you want to pick times where it's a bit quieter and you're not crammed in like a can of sardines. Also, having a written plan, so make sure you know all the timetables for. You know where you're going, where you're gonna sit, uh, what what you say if you get in the bus, what time does the bus come, what stop are you getting it from, how many stops is it till the stop where you get off. You know, writing all this stuff down or having at least a plan in your mind in advance can can really help um, ease those nerves. I think because you know what you're gonna do. The downside, of course, is that if the plan is forced to change, then it can be quite anxiety provoking. I know one of the times I was I was flying, this um, this is just a better example. But I was flying, and I'd specifically booked the seat I wanted. And then we got to the check-in desk, and they said, "Oh no, we we need to fix the weight distribution, so we need to move you." 
Uh, and that completely foiled my plan and made me feel pretty awful. But was it any worse than not having a plan? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Try it. Written plans can, can be helpful some of the times, I think. So we've covered coping mechanisms. We've covered a few things to try and make it easier. Next thing is what do we want to do when we want to try and attack this anxiety and reduce it in the long term? And in that case, uh, what we want to do is exposure therapy. And that's going out and doing it and making ourselves intentionally uncomfortable in the knowledge that if we keep doing that, then our anxiety levels will reduce and we'll feel better in the long term. Now, this can feel kind of silly, I think. The idea that you would go out and you would take a bus or a train deliberately and not want to go anywhere, but just, you know, take the bus up the road, get off the bus, go to the other side of the road, get a bus coming the other way and just come back the same way you've you've just come can can feel a bit silly I guess and you know if you need to invent a reason like oh I could take the bus up to the shop then then that's fine but there really is nothing wrong when you're doing exposure therapy of just doing it for the sake of the therapy I just it's something I've done a lot in the past is just just do something that you would you know I have no reason to do other than go out and just just do it for the exposure value because the, the way we do get over stuff long term is we go do it and we show ourselves that it's not as scary as we thought. But of course, that's a lot easier said than done because if we could just go out and do it, we wouldn't have any anxiety, right? And this comes back to how you do graded exposure therapy properly. And that is to take a task and to break it down into really small chunks and then grade all of those chunks on how anxiety provoking they are and then start at the bottom and work up. So say you want to get a train, a long distance train. Well, you could start by getting the bus and maybe you take someone along, like a friend along with you to make you feel more comfortable and you start off and you just go one stop and then you do two stops and three stops and four stops and then once you feel comfortable with that, then maybe you get rid of the friend and you take the bus one stop by yourself and then two stops and three stops and then you and then you're comfortable with the bus and once you've done that then we switch over to the train and we bring the friend back we go back down to one stop and we just take the train for one stop and then two stops and three stops and four and then we get rid of the friend and we do it ourselves and and we build it up in really small chunks and what you find anxiety provoking and how you order these tasks will be down to you and your personal anxiety. But we just keep breaking it down. There's, uh, we've got a really good blog post on on the blog, obviously, which take, takes you through breaking down this exposure therapy. And it's also, it's covered in all of my books, get a copy of Technical Anxiety, and that'll show you how to really break these down and why it's important and what to do when you get stuck. There's a load of ideas. I think that might be in my other book, Do More, Worry Less, but both of those books will take you through the process of that exposure therapy of breaking it down. And um, the, the the bus is a really good one because a lot of the times you can get like a day-long bus ticket. Trains might be a bit more complicated. <laughs> the amount of tickets you have to buy, I'm not sure. It depends on the train operator in your area. Um, 
but really I think yeah again if you've got an underground system I know the London underground lets you buy like a day long pass so um, and just yeah constantly doing it what you're looking for is you want to pick a task where your anxiety is say 7 out of 10 and just keep doing that over and over again until it's say 3 out of 10 it's probably never going to get a 0 out of 10 but once you've got it down to a 3 then you can probably move on to another task that's 7 out of 10 and if you get stuck uh, go back to an earlier step break it down even more find a way to put another step in between those steps that makes it a bit easier so that's that's exposure therapy and that leads us on to the last thing I want to mention which is seeking for professional help going to a therapist and saying I have uh, a fear of public transport I can't use it and I'd like you to help me conquer that and this is this is brilliant I think most therapists face will light up when you ask them that because a lot of the times people come in and they're like I just feel rubbish and I'm always anxious and I I don't know why and I don't know what I want to do about it or what uh, a healthy me would look like. I just don't want to feel this way. And that's really difficult to do anything about because there's no real measurable outcomes and first they have to go through diagnosing specific problems. If you just walk in there and say, "I, I would love to be able to get the bus to the next town over and I can't do that, that's a really straightforward thing to for them to help you with. And by straightforward, I don't mean it's easy, it's still hard, but there's really clear there's a really clear goal there. There's a really a lot of evidence to suggest that when you have that goal, then we know exactly how to treat that and how to take you through the steps to get you there. And so it's really one of those scenarios that has brilliant outcomes compared to the more nebulous stuff because we have treatments that specifically work on that and they'll be able to take you through that and they'll be able to get you using public transport. And maybe it won't feel amazing ever but you'll be able to do it and that's that's the the secret to to living the anxious life right it's it's being able to even though we have anxiety still lead the lives we want to lead so just to recap what we've discussed in this episode looking at fear of public transport uh, if you can about do it and you're just on the edge then some of the coping strategies like distraction and taking a friend for support can really work and there's things you can do to make it easier on yourself like avoiding the rush hour and making sure that you've planned in advance. If you want to really attack your fear and get over it then exposure therapy is the way to do that and you can do that in a kind of self-help way looking at the resources out there including our blog and our books or you can seek professional help and a therapist will, will will be eager to help you with this stuff because it's really measurable and the outcomes for someone with this specific problem that goes to a professional therapist is, is really good in the long term. So the great news about this topic is that there is loads we can do and loads of evidence that it works and that there are happy outcomes at the end. So I hope that's helpful and best of luck with your your public transport endeavours and I hope to see you for another episode of the podcast soon. Uh, If you're not subscribed, head over to the website. There's loads of ways to subscribe. And if you could rate and review us with your favourite provider, that would be amazing as well. So I will speak to you soon.